What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Genesis Scottish Open DraftKings DFS preview. Uh, we're, you know, we're excited to have our buddy Mark Hill with us, the DP World Tour genius that is Mark Hill, uh, our resident Irishman. He's not a Scotsman, no way. He's an Irishman, but you know, he's he's familiar with these guys. He tracks a lot of these guys. It's a strong field this week for the Genesis, but there's still a lot of names that uh, you know some people may be not super familiar with, and I think Mark could definitely help us here. So good to have you, Mark. Welcome uh, to the to the show. Thank you, DB. It's good to be back here, fresh off the Irish Open final round yesterday. I was down at uh, Mount Juliet for that, which was oh, you were great there. Experience. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was there all day yesterday. Walked walked eighteen holes with. Uh, Soderberg and Lacroix, and then walked the back nine with John, American John Catlin and Espen Costa. Or no, who's who's Catlin with? Was Espen Costa? Yes, yes. Completely wayward off the tee on thirteen. Uh, <laughs> at that point, he was leading at sixteen under. Obviously, Moronk went yeah. and went and grabbed it. Uh, Eagle on seventeen to seal the deal for Pat Mayo. So. Yeah, That's true. I, I, I joked with Tom Jacobs and, and Skyler that maybe maybe Pat's lined up to do the DP World Tour show this week. <laughs> you you guys are stomping onto my territory now as well for the Scottish Open. So That's it's all good. It's, all, it's good. all part of the you know it's all part of the PJ Tour DP World Tour strategic alliance getting stronger. We're all just going to start bleeding, yeah. bleeding over into this thing. Um, it's okay, live live for coming with the money for me. It's, yeah, it's yeah, we're going to lose Mark from live. Listen, uh, we are presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. Check out fantasynational.com slash TJ to get 20% off any membership over there. Promo code TJ gets you 20% off. Um, That's where all the stats, all the models, lineup optimizers, all that good stuff can all be found there at Fantasy National. So appreciate them, and uh, we're going to get right into this. We don't want to waste a lot of time. Let's get into the DraftKings betting, or not DraftKings betting, the DraftKings DFS slate. With uh, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Matt Fitzpatrick in the 10K range. Uh, so we'll start at this 9K range and up. You got Hideki Matsuyama in here, Cam Smith, Sam Burns, Zal Torres, Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, and Xander Schauffele. Now, we did a little bit of a course breakdown on the Renaissance Club, uh, which is, this is the fourth year hosting the Scottish Open there in North Berwick. Uh, we, did a, we did a little bit of a breakdown on that with Diane Knox on the betting show. So if you've not checked that out, you want to you do that. Um, but yeah, fourth year here, it's, you know, link style. It's a modern course built, uh, built in the last 20 something years, which I don't like. Uh, I wish they would use an old, old course, but we'll get that next week for the open championship. Um, and then you've got, you know, this, the stronger field due to the Alliance. You've also got the JP McManus thing going on in, in your neck of the woods, I guess, or in your home country. I don't know how close Adair Manor is to you, uh, Mark, but that's a beautiful place. About a four-hour drive, so four not, hour drive. not too close, and 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 technically a different country, but <laughs> oh, that, the nature of the beast in Ireland. But, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. get it right, DB. Sorry, get, get, the, get the get the politics right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually yeah, obviously the Ryder Cup venue in twenty twenty seven as well. So nice to get a look at it here Ooh. and see how it's shaping up. Um, if I we did still even have a Ryder it. Cup, we don't know. We may not have a Ryder Cup anymore. Well, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm thought about that. Well, they, they were selling the Ryder Cup twenty twenty seven. Uh, a Dare Manor T-shirts at the the Irish Open oh, yesterday wow. for hundred hundred dollars a pop. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah, Jeez. top end of the tourism. Um, 
some of these guys are playing in this JP McManus pro-am thing. Uh, like, like Matthew Fitzpatrick caught my eye because I'm looking at the leaderboard early and he's like really sucking. So I don't know. I don't know. We, we talked about it with Diane or maybe they're drinking, you know, liquor over there or something. Cause it's a pro-am and Fitzpatrick is sauce to the max, but currently he's tied with like Paul McGinley, which, you know, well, is, we did see a picture of Jordan Spieth, Ricky and, um, yeah. And JT Guinness. playing and they were having Guinness as they were walking down the, the fairway, which I like, I think that's fantastic. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe Fitzpatrick's like me. He's not a guy that plays well when he's when he's drunk on the course. I can't drink yeah. on the golf course. I get too. I can't do it. Um, all right, let's talk about this top tier range though, and what we're looking at. Uh, I mean, it's obviously a pretty stacked field. Like this is this is a very solid field here. Um, uh, you know, we'll see what the weather's shaping out to do. I'm a little disappointed looking at the weather here on a Monday at 12 o'clock in the east uh, in the in the U.S. I'm disappointed in the weather so far. It doesn't look like it's going to be super windy yet again for this tournament at the renaissance club but it doesn't it at least looks like it's going to be fairly dry so i mean mark do you have you looked at it at all do you think we're going to get the firm fast conditions that we want firm and fast conditions do i want it as a purist i'm not so sure um i really wanted to see a windy yeah yeah it's not it's not a pure links test here but no. i wanted to see guys being tested yeah. um mm-hmm. The Aaron Rye win a couple of years ago, we got a real links test. Everybody, uh, you know, I think it was 11 under winning score in the end. Um, but different different kettle of fish this time around. We're looking at maybe a small advantage on the uh, AM, PM wave Thursday into Friday. Um, so maybe when the tee times come out, I'll have a look at that. Maybe, you know, if, you're, if we're stuck between two, two or three golfers in, in a certain range, I might pivot that way. Um, but no, it doesn't look to be too hard, and, and not a lot of rain in the build-up as well. So yeah, we'll get firm and fast, but I want that win picked up. I want, yeah. I want guys to yeah. be tested. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Sunday's the only day right now that could get real windy. Um, I, that you bring up a good point on the wave advantage stuff. I mean, we we can't forget that that's always a big part of the Open Championship over here. But if you, you know, if you haven't paid attention to a lot of golf over here, that's certainly a, a thing. So. Um, good thing Patrick Reed's not playing. I think he tried to play, but I don't think they're. I don't think he's going to be in. Uh, or he'd probably get the wrong end of the wave. But um, so the wave is a factor for sure. Other than that, like I mean, it, it's a. It, it's going to be it. It you don't have to be a bomber here. I think it. It obviously helps, but I think it. It's pretty open to me. Uh, to almost any type of skill set. Uh, short game creativity on and around these greens is obviously important with links golf. I think. Um, and then, uh, and, you know, ball striking. And if the wind does in fact, uh, start to pick up here, we talked about this guy on the betting show, but the, you know, one of the guys that jumps out to me is Cam Smith. And I know he didn't play well at the U S open. It kind of surprised a lot of people, but, uh, I, I think, I think Scottish golf and links golf and windy or not windy, like suits up suits very well for Cameron Smith. Uh, you, you used kettle of fish and I I've been meaning to work that in all year. Cause I heard you say that in the very beginning. I've, I'm really mad at myself. I've not, I've not worked that in, but, uh, I think, you know, I think these guys coming to this part of the, this part of the world and playing in these type of conditions, being a different kettle of fish, I think Cameron Smith is used <laughs> to that kind of fish, you know, a little bit better and, and it suits him more. So I'm very interested to see where he shakes out in terms of ownership and wave at 9,100. Um, and then I think there's a lot of value in this 9k range with Burns and Zalatoris, Morikawa in here. Like, are, are we, are we interested in anybody above 10k, like right off the bat? I mean, obviously they're great names. Um, but what do we think people are going to do? Do we think people are going to 
jump on this 10k range or not it's it's a hard one to weigh up for me like i i'm i'm obviously drawn to ram um despite the form you know is he is he, is he going to do a morikawa and try to find a few things this week ahead of next week you know have to weigh that one up justin thomas back-to-back top 10 finishes here definitely drawn to him yeah. um and matt fitzpatrick on a links course Couple that with a recent form outside of uh, obviously the JP McManus, which I've put on in the background here. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, second place finish last year. So yeah, I, I can't argue with the prices. Um, I just feel that construction lineups this week, you, you definitely have to be making the most of the DP World Tour guys down the board. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree with that too. Pat, before we get into you, like I think the easier thing to do in this range may be this because all these guys are talented. The thing to do may be who are we not going to play? Like, is there anybody in here that you would just you would just avoid altogether, regardless of ownership. For me, I just, I'm not buying Patrick Cantlay out here just yet. Uh, we talked about him a little bit on the betting show as well. I think, Pat, you like him a little bit. Um, I, I want to see Patrick Cantlay like, really do something in a tough conditions. Uh, I just don't feel like he's done that very well like in, in major venues and tough conditions. He did play well at the U.S. Open, but that's different than what we're going to see here. So for me, Cantlay's probably the only guy that I – I think I'd probably all together not be looking at. Yeah, Cantley, Cantley's my fate in this range as well. I think the last 12 winners, they've all teed it up at least one year previously um, at the Scottish Open. So Cantley's coming here not having done that. And that's that's a line through for me. I think he's coming here to test a few things out. I think he's will try to get warmed up for next week. And I do think you do need at least... Uh, at least a tournament under your belt um, in the Scottish Open previously. A lot of the other guys in this range have done it before. Um, Cantley hasn't. And yeah, for that reason, I'm happy enough to, to swerve and, and move elsewhere. All right, Pat, what you got? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mentioned Cantley when we did the betting show at 25 to 1. I thought I thought that was a you know pretty good good number for him, um, you know, just based off the form and everything else. I can see that when you're kind of looking through on a DK, you know, all these guys above 9K, I mean, he's sort of one that does sort of jump out at you a little bit as far as a, a potential fade. Um, I'd be interested to see, though, where his ownership ends up coming in at. I, I'm with you, though. On, like, JT really interests me up here. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, you kind of talked about this too, Mark, but, I mean, these – there's a lot of guys, and especially in the low 7K, high 6K range from the year, from the DP World Tour that I think we can we can kind of zero in on yeah. some good values. So you can go up here and 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 you know and take a guy like JT or even Scheffler at the very top um, because I think you're going to get some value down uh, in that lower 7K range. But I, you know over 10K definitely love JT, and then I'm I'm with DB on Cam Smith. Um, you know at 9100, I think you could even go JT and Cam Smith and then drop down and and start from there yeah I, I mean and that's what we're all excited to, to talk about is really let's get into this you know let's let's keep working down the board here the top tier is is some of the best players in the world that's probably pretty easy to figure <laughs> out uh before we move on i do have to thank our friends at front nine coffee front nine coffee is uh, our new favorite partner one of our favorite partners it was local coffee started here in augusta georgia in our hometown small business doing some big things love coffee they love golf um, so we, we even got our own blends of coffee coming out here pretty soon. I know we've been talking about that over the last couple of weeks, but you can go to front nine coffee.com. That's front, the number nine coffee.com and use promo code TJ to get yourself 10% off, you know, everything in your, everything in your order. They've got bulk shipping options now as well. If you spend, I think it's $25 or more, you get a great bulk shipping, uh, price there. They're delivering anywhere in the U S and Canada. Sorry, Mark. 
Uh, and it gets, you know, when you order it, they're going to roast it and then they're going to, you know, prepare it and then they're going to ship it to you. So it's not already roasted and getting stale. It's going to be fresh delivered to your door. Uh, so support a good small business here in Augusta, Georgia that supported the Tour Junkies podcast uh, for most of the year. And uh, we appreciate Front Nine Coffee. So check them out. All right, let's get to the 8K range here on DraftKings. We got our friend Mark Hill with us. Let's break it down. Mark, I'll let you kind of kick this off. You've got Jordan Spieth at 89. Hovland's in here. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, Ryan Fox, who's playing really, really well right now. Uh, Billy Horschel, good record kind of out here on this, uh, on, on, in the Scottish. Cam Young, you know, what's he going to do, the young American? Um, and then Max Homa at 8K. So what do we think about this 8K range? I think the popular pick for everyone who's going to gravitate to a DP World Play World Tour it's player Fox. this week is going to be Ryan Fox. Without yeah. a shadow of yeah. a doubt, it's so hard to get away from him. I yeah. think Diane on the betting show hit upon the sort of Kiwi aspect. Um, growing up on these style of courses, couple that with a recent form. He's just been lights out. <clears throat> Shot a sixty-four yesterday on the final day. Um, Moronk obviously wire to wire uh, got the job done, but. Um, yeah, his form recently has just been outstanding, and it's you know you're, you. Yes, I like him from a betting perspective. Um, DFS, you, we're going to have to come to a decision. Is everyone going to gravitate towards him? On yeah, DFS? so and I was going to ask you. Pivot? Yeah, like but, what's the percent? Is there a percentage? Because I mean, we've also seen lately, like you know, everybody's got all these tools and everybody's sharp. Right? There is some chalk. You just get, you know, if you feel it, if you believe it, you mm. just you eat it, and it'll pay off. Right? Like so. Is there a is there a a number for you in terms of ownership that you'd be like, all right, I'm I'm going to bounce if it gets to this? I think I'd be willing to eat it yeah, to be yeah. honest, because I'm looking around mm-hmm. the same range and I can't have the same positives around that 8K range that I have around Fox. It's as simple as that. So yeah, I, I think I'll eat it. But yeah, Billy Horschel is I like another Billy one that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of the DP World Tour. He's over here regularly. Won at Wentworth mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, has some links pedigree as well so far um, when he has dropped over here. Done well in Texas and the wind before. Uh, yeah, so Billy Horschel might be one of the lower-owned guys in this range, even though he obviously had the win a couple of weeks ago at the Memorial, but um, I'm drawn to him. Um, fade would be Victor Hovland. The short game definitely just worries me around, around these types of tests. Talk to me, Mark. Um, talk to me, Mark. You're talking, you're talking my language there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I... Yeah, he's also not teed up at the Scottish Open before. Um, surprisingly, obviously, being a European, that he hasn't, but um, that would be a reservation of mine as well. Yeah, just happy enough to stay clear with, with Victor Hoffman. Pat, what do you think? Yeah, I agree on Victor. And you know, DB knows I'm a, I'm a big Victor Hovland fan. I just love his ball striking ability. Um, but for me, I, I, I just can't. I can't land him on, on him this week, even in that 8K range. So I'm, I'm out on him. But my two favorites here, I do like Fox. I do think he's. you're definitely going to have to make that decision on the ownership with him, and I agree. I think you just got to eat it. But, you know, I love Horschel down at the bottom here, and I love Jordan Spieth. I, I just think Jordan Spieth is a guy that's got, you know, the game that can play anywhere. Um, he's obviously shown that with an open championship win. Um, you know, he's been playing well this year. So I think Jordan Spieth right there at, uh, at the top here of this 8K range is, is probably my favorite, um, but definitely in on Fox and Billy Horschel too. Yeah, so I, I I love this range. I mean, because I, I do think, like you said, Fox and Horschel are going to be the the two that get a lot of talk. Um, I don't know where people will land on Jordan based on you know the last couple of weeks and seeing his putter and everybody's terrified of the putting. Um, 
but I, I like Jordan as well. I agree with Pat there. And I like Joaquin Neiman at 8,600. Um, so, I mean, I, I think between Spieth, Neiman, Fox, and Horschel, I, I could definitely just choose maybe two of the lower owned out of those, out of those four and roll. Um, it, let, me ask, let me ask you this, Mark. Would you be... I mean, how many of these 8K guys... I guess you could really... It, it'd be hard to start in the 8K range, like <laughs> even with Jordan, even with having Jordan, because you're leaving so much talent uh, above the 9k range on the table but um in, any interest in jordan for you mark what do you what do you think when we say jordan i heart back to these guys that have not teed it up the scottish open and he's one of them which is a, a slight concern um although he did top 10 at carnoustie at the the open uh, the open championship a couple of years ago so he has that and obviously the texas texas element um but given the and the JP, given McManus. I'm trying to find a winner, the JP um, I don't experience. think Speed has the win equity here, and that's that's my big concern. Mm. Mm. See, I think I think Speed's got the win equity anywhere, buddy. It could happen at any moment. All right, but that you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, let's but get. Does he, what does he want the win equity for next week or this week? I mean, he wants. It. I, yeah. yeah, for sure, he wants it next week. But I mean, I think he I think he'd take it rattling off a couple of them um back to back all right let's get to the 7k range this is going to be a juicy range for uh some names that will give you some ownership leverage hopefully in gpps on DraftKings, and that's where our, our buddy mark is going to really help us out so yes uh starting here you've got uh obviously you still got some great names that are regulars on the pj tour having great seasons starting with the guy at the top keegan bradley who I mean that's a horse i've i've been riding all year long not sure i'm hopping off until he bucks me so I think Keegan is uh, is a name for me that is going to be hard for me not to click with his continued ball striking success and uh, just how well he's played all year. I don't know if he's ever played in the Scottish Open. Do you know that, Mark? He has not, um, not. finished T seventy nine at the British Open in twenty eighteen. So whatever. Yeah, not for me. Not Hopefully for me that throws people off of him because yeah. <laughs> I just think he's playing. I think he's playing at a at a different level in his career right now. Um, just from a, from a ball striking standpoint, I'll I'll keep going. But mm. you've obviously got uh, you know Justin Rose who's been playing well, Keith Mitchell, Mito showing up here, the guy who just won the Irish Open, Adrian Maronk, uh, obviously uh, playing really well. Brian Harmon's a name a lot of people have talked about lately. Lucas Herbert who's had some success uh, on some links uh, style courses and and played well last year and he's an Aussie. Um, He's here. The Scotsman, Robert McIntyre, Bobby Mack. So who do we think? Like top tier, the 7K range. Who do you think are some GPP leverage kind of pivots for you, Mark? I think Lucas Herbert yeah. is definitely one that I'm drawn to. I think he's done it both sides of the pond. Um, played, played relatively well there at the Irish Open last week. His uh, location form is good. He's had two top, back-to-back top five finishes in, uh, in Scotland as well. So that's a positive for him. Um, you're getting him... In the round of range where there's a lot of well-known guys to uh, DFS players, um, and, and you know that could be a decent enough pivot to, to Lucas Herbert seven six. Um, Moronk obviously coming off that win. Uh, what sort of hangover is there from that at the weekend? Completely different style of course this time around, but um, definitely be respected. Terrell Hatton, yeah, like has the game on paper to do very well at Lynx course, but I'm happy enough to swerve. I think, yeah. Um, I like Aaron Rye, 7-4, um, just Mr. Consistent. I think 
once he found his feet over in the the PGA tour, I think you know got got the card and obviously missed the, a few cuts off the bat, and everyone sort of jumped off him. Then whenever we were all thinking, right, we're getting this underowned guy from the get go, um, but he seems to be finding something again lately. Um, played very well and consistent over the weekend, a top ten. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm drawn to Aaron Rye. Um, and then have a few in the lower 7K range. We'll let you guys chip in with the higher higher guys. Pat, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I you know, looking up top, um, definitely Maroc. You know, coming off of that win, I think is one that is, is worth a look there. Um, you know, I like Justin Rose. I mean, I, I like what I've seen with his game. I mean, his approach numbers have gotten better. Um, you know, had a top 15 at the PGA, T4 at the Canadian, T37 at the U.S. Open. Um, you know, his ownership levels have been, you know, pretty low. I mean, just, just in his last, you know, five events, you know, or four events, he was, you know, two and a half percent at the PGA, you know, 13.3 at the Schwab, 6.3 at the RBC Canadian, then 11 and a half at the U S open. So I, I think, you know, Justin Rose could be one that, that I could play for sure, uh, up here. Um, I'm with you on Herbert. I think he's, he's a good play right there in the middle there at 7,600. Um, so those are those are probably my favorites, you know, before we I, I think Cebes too. I mean, we saw Cebes play well this past week at 7500. Um that could be that could be interesting. Um you know, the travel narrative could be a thing. I, I don't know if it, you know, he plays all over the world anyway. So um those are my my 3 or 4 above, you know, 7500 that I like. Yeah, so Keegan for me, I think um, I think Robert McIntyre is one I really like. I think he finished 18th here last year uh, and 14th the year before that. Scotsman, um, definitely no stranger to, to strong fields and and uh, tough conditions. He's proven to be very good at that in, in his major championship experience. So I think Robert McIntyre at 76 is the, is another one that I like. Um, looking at the lower part of the 7K range, so Mark mentioned Aaron Rye, which I was kind of happy to kind of avoid uh but maybe maybe you've maybe you've talked me back into it i I, i'm just a sucker for gary woodland most times um especially if he's cheap and i I feel like you know in in tougher conditions and he's got that little stinger that we all get real hyped up about um if the wind picks up on a firm and fast course i like that um Min Woo Lee is interesting to me. I mean, defending champ, and and he's you know he's played well in strong fields too. The Masters, the U.S. Open, twenty seventh. I like that. Um, and then as we work down the board, like EVR, who I think played well here last year or the year before at the Scottish Open. Uh, EVR for me is one I'm looking at. And then actually a listener or a viewer on the betting show, the live betting show, threw this name out there, and I wasn't really even thinking about it, but could be some really interesting leverage is Harris English at seventy one hundred. Mm-hmm. Like if. I was very surprised by the T19 at the Travelers coming off the injury, but if Harris is like that quickly going to kind of jump back into the form that he was in leading, you know, before the injury, he's a really good value to me at 7,100. So those are some names for me. Mark, what do you, what do you have here for us? Yeah, definitely Minwoo Lee. Um, I like drawn that. to him. Okay. Obviously with good. the win, Gian did okay at the weekend there in Ireland. Uh, How Tong Lee? No. Just coming off the win. Coming off that win, that crazy, crazy win. As what? Sure how in the world? <laughs> how did you not bet that, Mark? I mean, how did? How were you not on Hal Tong Lee? Oh, uh, disappointing. But when he started to turn it around, sort of tail end of last year, it was at the Alfred Dunhill, um, where he had an excellent first day. And since the previous week, he had played a sort of, I think it was like a charity event back home in China. He had missed 
must have been about 15 missed cuts in a row, was completely out of form, went home, finished second, and then you could see the golf game start to come around again. I think that win last week, that monkey off his back, he's proved that he can still compete at this level. I think he's a quiet selection for next week, um, an under-the-radar one. And also, I think this week, 7-2, he's, he's worth worth having a, a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I'm kind of drawn to down lower in that range is Richie Ramsey, um, yes. local Scots. Local Scott, 7K. Not in absolutely superb form, but we'll be at home here. Um, and, and, you know, if I was to pick between McIntyre and Ramsey for this week in terms of top Scotsman, I'd be drawn towards uh, towards Ramsey or or Knox with that, that change of putter. That was, that yeah. was great information. So, yeah. 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 And the glasses, Ramsey so. has made a lot of cuts. He's just not, like, not, you know, finishing that high. But... Um, I agree. I, I was kind of looking at him. And, and then also, like, I was going to ask you about Jordan Smith. I mean, he's another guy that's made 12 of 13 cuts, um, you know, top 10 at the BMW, top 25 at the Irish Open last week, 10th at the European Open before that. So obviously in pretty good form. Is he one that catches your eye at all? or is, is... Extremely consistent. Um, I think the best part of his game came earlier in the year. He had a couple of... Did he win in the end? It was certainly t- playoffs and, and top twos and threes type scenario. He was doing very well. Uh, I don't know if his game is fully suited to links, but I'll have to do a bit more homework on that one. Yeah, and then also I think Chris Kirk is is another guy at seventy four hundred. Um, just you know, really consistent and good form. You know, top fifteens and three of his last four starts. So I think Chris I like Kirk, Kirk there at seventy four hundred is is another good good play. I like Kurt. Um, all right. That's the 7K range. Now the 6K range, which is where there's a ton of names in here that most of us have never, uh, don't, don't, don't usually have to handicap in a week-in, week-out basis. <laughs> yes. But here we are. Um, now, definitely the Russell Knox intel that Diane gave us on the betting show is very interesting, as the putter is typically uh, something we say here in the States. Mark, a, his bugaboo. I don't know if you've ever heard that I've one. I've heard of bugaboo. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Just like the song. There you go. Tends to be his problem. Uh, seemingly, uh, he got some, you know, he got some glasses, which is maybe going to help. Uh, and he's switched to the long putter. So we'll see what happens there. Fowler is interesting at 6,900, given his record over here. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I, know, I know Pat will probably say him. For me personally, like my favorites in here that I think could be low owned would be Lipsky at 6,800, who's really always been a worldwide player, plenty of experience over here. I don't know specifically a Scottish Open record or experience, but I just I like David Lipsky. Uh, I like Podrick Harrington, your 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 Irish, you know Irish the Irish Godfather, Podrick Harrington playing <laughs> great. Um, didn't he just run away with it at the uh, the U.S. Men's Senior Open not just a couple weeks ago? I like yeah, that. Yeah, he did. My my reservation with Harrington is that he's yeah, did that over there. That he's came tired. home to Ireland, came home to home, had a few drinks. He also played another four rounds um at the Irish Open. He's gonna be playing this JP McManus. It's he's a, lot a golf, of golf junkie though. He's a golf he's I know a golf it's junkie. a lot of golf though. Um he's, this might be you know, if he if he's teeing it up next week as well, this might be his little week for downtime. you know, doesn't mind a missed cut, then he can refocus for the, the championship. So He's he's yeah. even par at the J.P. McManus through 14 holes in round one right now. Uh, and then finally, the last one for me, and it's a guy I've talked about a lot all year, and I and I just I love the guy's talent is Callum Terran at yes. 6,300. Um, I'm sure 
you know, Mark may have a name down here even lower potentially or in that range. But th- for me, Callum Terran, I will have lineups with Callum Terran at 6,300. That's it for me in the 6K range. Mark, what do you think about those and uh, who you got? Enlighten us. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised at that 6-3 number for, for That's Callum cheap, Tarrant. isn't it? Yeah. It, it I have one at 6-3 as well, though, so I, I will, okay, I will go head-to-head with you. Um, but up the top, though, 6-9, Victor Perez. Uh, Scottish girlfriend, possibly wife by this stage. And that went completely under the radar when he won the Alfred Dunhill. So came over, nobody was talking about it. And then in his post, post, uh, post-win mm-hmm. interview, he's saying, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's from Scotland. I grew up around here. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the, the courses. So <laughs> again, maybe a little bit under the radar again. Recent form has been solid. Um, Tita Green game has been very solid. So Victor Perez, 6-9. Uh, I can't get away from Adrian Arnhouse. I keep landing. I was on just about to say, are you going to pick seven. him? Yeah, uh, I, I just know that he has the all like his the accuracy off the tee is the big the big one. Um, but I'm willing to overlook it. And he's he's had a bit of a rocky patch of form, but generally speaking, and you know, if he's going to go low owned in here, I'm happy to take him. Um, John Catlin is definitely one I'm drawn to. So. I walked the back nine with Catlin on, well, yesterday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and very, very good. Grades out sixth in this field um, in adjusted strokes gained approach. Um, he has his coach over as well. His coach actually found Kofstad's ball whenever it went out of bounds and they had to try and find it and they found it. Um, he looked like a player that was totally at ease, totally relaxed. He's shown it um, Scottish form before, which definitely drew me to him. Um, just one at 6-6 six, six that I thought played very well over the weekend. Uh, the approach game is is dialed in at the minute and yeah, could be one that's maybe again floating under the radar there at 6-6. Six, six. Nicola Hoygaard, biggest hitter in the field from a DP World perspective. The Hoygaard brothers in general will will always get a bit of love. Rasmus tends to be the one that draws the, the more attention because he's had more big, big name events stateside at the minute, but uh, Nicola Hoygaard at 6,500 uh, you know, if that if that length comes into play this week, he's definitely got an advantage there. And the one that I am going to sink down to at six thousand three hundred is another golfer that I walked eighteen holes with at the weekend. He graded out number one for approach in the field um, over the four days at the Irish Open, and he passed up so many birdie opportunities from from great great chances on his green. Uh, his putting on the greens was absolutely atrocious. So. But it's not a it's not a consistent problem to his game. Just whatever was going on at the weekend. So Sebastian Soderberg at six thousand three hundred is my under the radar pick. Maybe uh, kind of the U.S. Down, Open too. Down the board. Yeah, near the cross. Like I don't know what was going on at the weekend. He could have had birdie streak after birdie streak, but he just kept missing on the greens. But he's had uh, top five and top ten finishes of strokes gained putting in two out of the last five tournaments. So he has the ability to pull it all together. T to green game is there at the minute. Uh, not the longest off the tee, but just terribly consistent on approach. So yeah, happy to have Sebastian Soderberg with some low ownership down there. Love it. There's some good sneaky yes. plays from Mark. Pat, what you got? All of I mean, you plays. can't ask you can't ask me to follow the the DP World Tour expert <laughs> and Mark until and, t- and expect anything range. from me. <laughs> I mean, I like all those names. I had them all written down already, Mark. They were all written down. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, I did uh, actually when you I, – I did look at Victor Perez. I liked him. And then when you mentioned Catlin earlier in the show, that kind of – I was immediately looking for him and where he was. 
Um, I, I have to say Ricky, though. I will say Ricky I Fowler. I know you do. I know you do. Because he's he is playing a lot better, and he he's played a lot of golf over here. Um, so he does interest me a little bit. But um, yeah. When's the when's the live tour announcement coming though? Yeah, I know. Seriously, yeah. you know this. You know, maybe he wants to play here, then announce it on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We'll yeah, see. but does he really want that kind of like? Well, I guess he's not in the open, is he? No. Looks. Uh, no. I, I was going to say he doesn't want any of that during the open, but he's not going to play. So. Yeah. All right, listen, that's it. That's a crisp DFS DraftKings preview for the Genesis Scottish Open with our friend Mark Hill, our DP World Tour guru and expert. We appreciate Mark uh, hopping in here last minute to, uh, to give us some, some, some extra insight. So I would pay more attention to Mark's picks than our picks this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, but I can't wait for next week. Can't wait for the Open Championship. Uh, but I'm excited about this week, too. Like Just having come back from Scotland and having been in North Berwick and not played the Renaissance Club, but but played in North Berwick. I, I'm excited to watch it, get up and watch it. Uh, the, they're five hours ahead of us here on the on the East Coast in the U.S., so it'll be a good morning morning watch, and I'm uh, I'm I can't wait. So thanks for thanks for watching, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back with some prize pick selections at some point this week. Maybe maybe we'll get a fantasy golf sommelier. I don't know. Maybe maybe Pat, you should re- you you should do some. Uh, you should have brought a, a t- what was it, a Tannins or whatever? What was the, the Scottish beer we kept drinking? Tannins. Tannins. Yeah, yeah Tannins. Tannins. You should have. St- I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't drink a lot it's of awful. it. It's yeah. awful. Nobody, dr- nobody drinks I didn't drink tannins. any of it either. I'll, yeah. I only drink no. Guinness, which, uh, but that doesn't apply for the Scottish Open. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, who knows what Pat will do? It could be water again. It could be, uh, it could be I don't know, whatever you, you're feeling. Pat. I'll come up with something, but I probably am doing an FGS this week. And so. we got some prize pick stuff going on in the Nut Hut as well. Um, you're going to want to pay attention to that. So, that's it for the week. May your screens be green and uh, have a great, have a great Scottish show. See you.